Cornerstone Conversations, having a chat with Neil and Matt. Hi, Matt. Hello, Neil. Hi, listeners. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Cornerstone Conversations. So, Matt, yes. uh, I believe you were at a fishing competition on the weekend. I, w- I was at a fishing competition on the on weekend. The I was, or perhaps you could call that a competition. It was, well, it was no competition <laughs> for you. Hey, no, there was, wasn't much fishing. Uh, like, like, no, no, there was lots of fishing, just not enough fish. But so, that's right. It was good. Yes, I was. I was at a, comp- a fishing competition on the weekend with my son and a good mate of mine, um, being out in God's amazing creation. Yes, out on Corroboree Billabong, which is an amazing place. Love it out there. Um, lots of lizards. Good, good. Yes, lots of very large lizards. <laughs> uh, a great place to um, sit and not catch fish. <laughs> no, actually, we, we actually caught quite a number of fish, just not the right ones. So that's uh, right. Okay, but it was good. Yes, I was, so, uh, yes, I was. Yeah, I saw a photo of you. I was catfish uh, that was on the site. Yes, yes. It wasn't even a big catfish. Like, no, it, was was tiny, it, actually, it nearly won me a uh, rod, of the year? rod reel tackle box lure pack combo for the smallest fish of the comp. <laughs> I, only, I missed out on that award by five centimeters. Oh no! But anyway, that's. Um, yeah, so I was I wasn't at at um, Cornerstone <laughs> on Sunday. On Sunday, church on yeah. Sunday. Uh, I did try and join in on the live stream, but uh, the phone ser- phone service internet access out on the uh, Billabong on the way out to Kakadu isn't isn't great, so it didn't mm. didn't connect unfortunately. Sure. But I, I've heard I've heard a rumor. <laughs> what? That your message was actually quite good. Oh really? That's, yeah, that's unusual. Your messages are always great, Neil. No, no, your messages are amazing. I love your uh, messages. Oh, yeah, thanks, mate. That's, yeah. that's what I was fishing for. So it's a, yeah. oh, I was doing my own fishing. Yeah, you, yeah so you won the comp with that. Yeah, it's a big hookup. Biggest compliment of the year. <laughs> well, I spoke on uh, something that I've been pondering on for a little while, yep. uh, which was, are you the answer to someone's prayer? Because mm. what I've noticed is that no matter what, God seems, well, he does. He, he works through people. Yes. People are the ones he works through. Um, he sent Jesus. He sent Moses. He sent Gideon. He sent all these people to do stuff for him, right? Mm-hmm. And even the verse that says, you know, not by my, not by power, but by my spirit, by the hand of Zerubbabel, I will accomplish this. Mm. So um, there's this seems to be that God has a sending out in the spirit. Yeah. And often the answer to someone's prayer. So it'll be like God remembered the Israelites and he sent someone. Um, And, you know, if you think about Jesus, that last commandment, the Great Commission, guys go out into all the world, preach the gospel, you baptize. It wasn't like, you know, hey, guys, I'm just going to go out. You don't need to do anything. I've got this. I don't need you people. And Jesus said very clearly that, you know, you don't pray for the harvest, it's there. Mm. Pray for the harvesters. Yep. So in saying that, we had a baptism a couple of weeks ago of Josiah, and you remember his little story about connecting uh, in, yes, in the church? Yes, yeah. I do remember Would it. you be able to repeat that to me? And, I'll, and then I'll fill in the second Oh, part. okay. So, yeah, so Josiah got up and, and just shared a bit of his, his journey uh, here at Cornerstone um, and was just sharing about how he, he came along um, – to church, just seeking um, connection and all that kind of stuff, and took a number of weeks uh, of no one, no one really chatting to him and whatever. And uh, a couple of our 
amazing members, um, Colin and Dorothy, um, approached him and kept approaching him and inviting him out for coffee and just, just trying to establish that connection, being you know some of the older older members in our congregation, just like being a fairly young guy. Um, you know, it took a bit of convincing to, I think, to to get past the age barrier and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. then, um, and through through that process, uh, through their persistence, um, you know, he went went and had that coffee and, and found connection. And then and then through that, you know, um, you know, decided to make make a commitment here at Cornerstone and and get involved with connect groups and and uh, you know just putting his hand up to help wherever he can. And you know, he's now starting a a young adults uh, group, which is awesome. Yep. Um, but it all it all started off with that with that connection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So really important. Does that does that summarise what he said? Yes, it does. Yes, That's very, very good. good, Matt. Excellent, well thank done. you. Yeah. So Josiah, like, so not last weekend, but the weekend before, just sort of mentioned that as part of his testimony because uh, he got baptised, and uh, then I got Colin Brown up on the stage on Sunday just to give the second half of that story, which was from yep. their perspective what had happened. Yeah. Yep. So his son was down south, uh, went down for uni or work or some work. Yeah. So he's working for this company, encouraging him to go to church. He went to a church quite a few times, and no one ever spoke to him. And you know, eventually the the company offered him overtime on a Sunday. He needed the money and wasn't connected in. And just went that way, and and so he was just talking about their pain as parents. That you know they're, they're seeing their son not connected in, not in fellowship, marrying someone, um, and both of them not going to church, and just the the, the sort of heartache that they had with that, mm. but that God really you know put on their heart that they need to be the people that connect, yeah, because <clears throat> they'd seen the importance of it, yeah, and I, th- I think that's such a good attitude for us all to have like mm. you know i hate to think like my, my first thing is i hate to think that just i was here for quite a long time before he was connected that people didn't really approach him and say hello that's yep. shame on us yeah um but that does happen and mm. i think there, there is obviously both sides of that one you have to make yourself known but you also have to be known by people that are willing to just say hello and you know it's something that we need to just always be reminded of that we're we're here not for ourselves on Sunday. We're here to worship God and glorify God, but also to help connect people into the family. And mm. we can't do that if we don't connect with them. You know, it's a great statement, but are we actually living that out? Anyway, yep. Past that, um, yeah. I just mentioned, you know, that I know that Josiah's parents are praying for him. Yes. All right, and I know that their prayers were answered because Colin and Dorothy made a connection with their son and he found connection. And so I wondered how often people are praying for something and we're actually the answer to their prayer. Yep. You know, is there times when we have the opportunity to take part in God's bigger plan yep. by actually being the answer to someone's prayer, mm. you know, and whatever that might be, um, maybe, you know, you need food and you're praying, God, I just don't have any money, uh, help me get a meal. And then someone who's a Christian brother or sister drops off a bag of groceries or yep. invites you over for dinner or, yep. or whatever it might be. 
or you're longing for con- connection or or you need someone to pray for you because you're feeling sick or you need someone to visit you in hospital because you want that or you need encouragement and someone who's praying and you know in connection with God hears the voice of the Holy Spirit yep. and says I need to ring that person and encourage them um and and basically trying to just wake us up to go guys are we listening to the Holy Spirit when he says go and do something yeah what is our heart attitude in that um and uh, the, the the passages that I looked at, one was the story of Philip, which we'll look at in a minute, and the other was yep. Isaiah 6, 1 to 8, which is Isaiah, uh, basically in his vision, he, he saw God, the Lord, sitting on the lofty throne um, with angels about him and stuff like that. And, yep. and just the whole thing of the holiness of God struck him. And yep. he felt like a sinful person. And basically is like, it's all over, I'm doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips. I live among people with filthy lips, yet I have seen the King, the Lord of Heaven's armies. And then he was cleansed. One of the seraphim, the angels there, flew to me with a burning coal he had taken for the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched with my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? So I just stopped there for a minute, Matt. Yeah. Um, one of the things that really struck me here is that in order to, first of all, hear that question from God, which is a strange question, don't you think? Like, why is God saying, who should I send? Like, why is he asking that question? Why is he asking it? Because yeah. he, well, he invites us into into partnership. It's not something, you know, like that's, that's I think that's the incredible thing. Like, it's it's something that he wants us to be a part of. And then and and we're invited into that space, um, not not a like a direction. You know what I mean? Like there's there's direction, but we've got to be willing to receive that direction. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Is that the is that the answer you're seeking, Neil? I'm not or seeking you, any answers. Mate. Yes, you are. Come on. <laughs> no, no, exactly what you said. Yeah, it's like yeah. um, God. Like we, we could say, God could force you to do something, right? Yes, correct. You must. That's that's what I was trying to yeah. say. Thank you. So God could just say, "Okay, I'm going to just make some robots, and they'll go and you know do go what and I do ask. this, or send the angels, right? That God is back and call." But the the thing that happened there was that he was actually looking for a willing person. Yeah, exactly what you said. And and Isaiah had been standing there, and he'd seen something about himself that I think we all need to be in that place of with God. It's like to actually see God's glory. He, he mm. Because when we look at this response, the things that provoked the response was that Isaiah saw that he was a sinful man. Yeah. He said, I'm, I live amongst people with unclean lips, and I've got unclean lips. So that was the first thing, is like yep. that recognition of sin and the need to change that. Yeah. And so obviously in this vision, he's, he was cleansed with that coal, mm. which is from the altar. Yeah, you know, of worship towards God, and touched his lips, and it says, "Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven." Now, Matt, for us as Christians, yeah, how is that statement relevant to us? Well, Jesus' death on the cross, his blood as that as that perfect sacrifice that's cleansed everyone from their sin for those who who believe in him and and you know invite him into their lives, and so you know we we. You know, there's probably times when we would feel like we are not worthy and we're not 
in this position, but just the reminder that we are actually in that that place of being cleansed, similar to the, what Isaiah was with the with the coal. Mm. You know, like didn't, I, I, as you're reading that, it's really interesting. I think how he how he basically proclaims that it's his lips that are the dirty thing, and mm. so that's you know that's that's the thing that gets touched by the the coal. Yep. Um, rather than a, I don't know, like just yeah, just. You know what? What if he said, "You know, my heart is mm. is is dirty." Then yep. you know what would would it have been different? You know, but I think that's just a just little little thing that jumped out at me. But yeah, um, yeah, like we, you know, we've got to remember that that Jesus went to the cross for each one of us, and that we are also made clean through that process. And so then, you know, there is this opportunity for us to be involved in the things that God is calling us to do. Um, but it's not a, as we've already talked about, it's not a forceful thing. We're not robots. Mm. Um, and, and God wants us to willingly enter into that space, uh, recognizing that he's done all that he can for us to be in in relationship with him. And and so it's it's all in our court, isn't it, really? Like yeah. that's, you know. Yeah, so. definitely. And, mm. and I think, you know, like as I ponder back on my life, there's times when I've really seemed to have been seeking God a lot you know like and i don't mean like trying to find an answer i mean just seeking god looking for his presence praying for things believing for things god where can you use me and undoubtedly every time opportunity opened up yeah to do stuff for him and then you know with isaiah there was that seeking of god he's in god's presence and you do understand I guess the grace that you need from God, but you also understand the grace you have from God mm. when you're in that place, you know, and you understand the forgiveness and, and the cleansing. But then I love it. You know, this this last verse there again, then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? And this is Isaiah's response. He said, here I am, send me. I just like it. It's like, yeah. Honestly, every time I read that, I feel like crying just about because I'm just like seeing that heart of Isaiah in that is, you know, I'm ready. God, yep. please. It's not even like a, you know, it's like, it's not like, oh, I suppose I'll do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like, oh, if you force me to do it, I'll, I'll, I'll go. But there's this different heart of, you know, it's almost like running to the front of the crowd. Yeah. Saying, look, me, pick me, fat yep. cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who Fat Cat is. <laughs> he was a kid's Are character. A, is that a childhood memory? Neil? It is you, a childhood I memory. I can just picture you running through a crowd, like just pushing kids out of the way. Fat Cat, Fat Cat. Pick running. me. He had like, didn't he have like yeah. a stripy waistcoat or something? Oh, well, he had um, shorts with suspenders. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 No, it was Humphrey that had the waistcoat. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. With, with no pants on. That's right. Yeah, Terrible. That's right. Anyway. Inappropriate. Uh, yeah, no, but I can just imagine you pushing all the kids the other way, pick me, pick me. <laughs> yeah. Getting, yeah, that, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, pick yep. me, fake it. And it's yeah, like, no, but right. that's almost like what it is. It's, it's this desperation yep. to be used by God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder if sometimes we've lost that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's almost like we go through the motions of Christianity, even attending church, doing our stuff, but... Are we setting aside time to mm. actually go, God, show me where I should go? Yep. And I think that's one of the keys there too, Matt. It's not like, here I am, I'm going. It's like, here I am, send me. Like, yep. can you tell me where to go? Yeah. Yep. Um, 
can you tell me who to talk to? Mm. Can you tell me who to see? What if there's a neighbor next door to me and, you know, they're praying, God, show me who you are. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I can believe in you or not. So you might be sitting in the quiet and you're just praying and you hear God say, go to that friend next door or yep. the person next door. Yep. Share the message of God with them. Um, yeah. So I guess the question, Matt, is how do you find that quiet time? Like, yeah. can you can you actually put aside a bit of time to just seek God and and be in that heart space of here I am, God, send me? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's something that we need to be really intentional about. Um, and and even like with my men's group on Monday night, we we're, were chatting through exactly that. You know, there's there's we can we can do different things, and we we're saying we're actually committing time to to God. You know, we get on the Bible app and we're reading the verse of the day, and you know, or putting a podcast on while we're driving in the car. But reality is, as you're driving along, you you're phasing out and you and you're missing key bits and and so really being intentional about setting aside that time you know and and as you say even five minutes Mm. i'm just sitting no distraction no phone nothing just being being in the presence yep you know and yeah and i think that is a big key you know like because that's where we get our power from yeah no definitely definitely so Mm. and so just at the beginning yes. of the message, I showed a, a, a couple of pictures of me and John a zip line in Canada. Yep. yep. And yeah, it just, like obviously, I've been doing tree climbing as, as a young fella. <laughs> I call it young, as less than 40. I suppose that's young. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm used to all the gear and stuff like that. I trust the, the person, I trust the harnesses, I trust the things. And, and Joe's a little bit more hesitant. So the pictures show me basically upside down and Joe, you know, being calm and considered. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, there was the other person that was, like, really scared and, and um, hesitant to even go out because they could they even trust and, you know, yep. it's the person you have to encourage but you really want to push over the edge <laughs> and and let them fly and, and yep. see it's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yep. you know, and I think one of the things in stepping out for God in different areas is that you – grow in trust right yeah it's not always easy at first like i remember the first time when i i prayed for someone and your heart's just racing you got no idea you think well they reject me what if i'm wrong you know as if you could be wrong praying for someone anyway Mm. um but you know there's that that whole thing of what if this person rejects me what if i'm wrong what if god doesn't move yeah and our our trust is not great but the more we do it, the more we trust because we mm. start to hear the Holy Spirit more clearly. And and what if you do get it wrong? Big, fat, hairy deal. You've stepped out <laughs> in faith, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you're doing what God asked you to do. Yeah. And, you know, I could bring up verses where the prophets were like, you know, talking to God and he said, I want you to go to these people, but they are hard-necked, stiff-necked people or whatever, and they're not going to listen. Yeah. Why even send someone? Yeah, no, that's right. Who knows what God's going to do down the road? And yep. Yeah, I just think for us as Christians, I want us to be in that place. So because, you know, even when we come into church, you know, God, is there someone here you want me to encourage today? Yeah, that's right. Is someone been praying that they just want someone to stand with them in prayer? Or, you know, am I open to that? Mm. Or am I sitting in there not even open to the Spirit of God? Yep. Um, not listening to Him and not listening to Him in life. So we end up wasting our days. Mm. 
and never doing what God asked us to do. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought, Matt, is there any time when you've been sort of praying about something and someone's been the answer to your prayer? That's a, oh, that making my brain work. Probably, probably. <laughs> yeah. To be completely honest, like I think, I mean, there's lot, there's lots of circumstances, and I think that's part of part of being in community as well. Is that mm. is that we, you know, when we gather together, we, you know, we're we're stronger together. You know, we can encourage each other, like what you were saying before. You know, when when we come together, it may just be that there's someone in the church that that needs you to stand with them and pray with them and all that kind of stuff. And you know, certainly experienced that a lot in in different areas of my life when when there's certain stuff going on and someone just comes along and says hey you know just encourages you or you know or puts things in a different perspective and and all of that kind of stuff so mm. you know definitely there's been been those opportunities and also opportunities where you know you sort of feel god's prompting to go and do something mm. um and then, so you know, and then, and then, what do you do with that? And so that's that's the challenge, isn't it? Like, yeah, and and being, I guess, being in a posture and and being aware of what God's voice sounds for like, and being ready to to hear it and yeah. and to act on it. Um, yeah. So I think for me, probably I've experienced both both sides of of that. Yeah. Um. And and so the real, you know, the I love the message, the the challenge of you know, are, are we that answer to prayer? You know, what. What do we got going on that's that's distracting us away from um, the things that you know? Here's God saying, "Who, you know, who should I send?" Yep. You know what 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 do we got going on that stops us from being in that space of saying, <laughs> "Here I am, send me." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just think you know, like for myself, being in the role I'm assistant pastor, running the worship ministry, um, you know, I can and I've probably said this before on the podcast, I can make myself really busy yep. on a Sunday morning. Yep. You know, I'm a I'm a an introvert by nature, by, I don't know, like a, a label, let's say. I've labeled myself as an introvert. Nice kind. So, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I find it a struggle to just go up and walk up to someone and start talking to them or whatever. Yep. Um, and so I can very easily make myself really busy on a Sunday morning so that I don't have to avoid so, so, you so, know, so, so, I can, yeah, yeah, so I can avoid those awkward conversations and all of that kind of stuff which is a horrible terrible attitude to have mm. and working really hard to not do that yep um, and again that that requires intentional attitude and you know being in that space of going God where where do you want you know, here I am. What do you want me to do? Yeah, and and even you know, coming coming in on a Sunday morning with this attitude of I'm here to to serve and to to look out for people and to you know, you can be walking past someone and you go, hang on, I need to pray for that person. Yeah. And just sit down with them and and say good day and what's going on. Can I pray for you? Even you know, and that's you know what you're talking about before in terms of even just praying for your next door neighbour and going over and actually you know going and sharing being the good answer. news, yeah. being their answer. You know, like I think. In the church, that is a great place to practice it because yep. you know if people are already in the building, they're going to be more receptive than walking up to some dude in the shopping center and saying, mm. you know, hey, God just told me to tell you that He loves you, yeah. which is which is something I've had happen to me. Yeah, I was walking into a shop, saw these people walking past, and I just felt the strongest push on my heart to, I've just just go and tell them that I love them, like that God loves them. Yep, and I 
freaked out. <laughs> did you bail? I, ba- you I bailed. Yeah. I bailed. And I, I walked, probably walked another 20 metres. And then I'm like, oh, you... <laughs> yeah, you know, person. As 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 Isaiah said, you know, I've got dirty lips. You know, I just felt <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I felt so dirty and I was just like, nah. And so I turned around and I went and I walked out and they were I could not find there was this old couple pushing pushing a trolley. How can, How can they, they just you? disappeared, man? Like <laughs> so I don't know, maybe maybe it was maybe they weren't there, maybe they were angels and God was just Testing me out and saying, "Hey, if I do this, are you going to actually act on it?" Like I don't know. Mm. Like, I, and I ponder on that all the time because you know what is what is the opportunity yep. that was missed in that moment? And yep. so, you know, being in that space of being ready, regardless of what you're going on, got going on, you know, driving down the road and someone's got a mm. busted tire or yep. you know whatever, and God puts in heart and you need to stop. And you're like, yep. oh, but I'm actually really busy. I'm on my yeah, way home, or I'm going to church, or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've got to go and preach in a church on Sunday morning, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. someone's, you know, like yeah. we can. I think we need to be careful that we don't put in all these excuses, even even if it's um, like God's work. I'm doing little air quotes. God's work, you mm. know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, running late for a church meeting because yep. you know, so I can't, the, I can't, you know, I'm like the Pharisee the, walking on the other side of the road. Thank you. Yes, that's, yeah. I was about, that was about to come out of my mouth. So, you know, that's that's the challenge, isn't it? it so, is. I think, yeah, yeah, great, great timely reminder. Let's hope that we are all the answer to someone's prayer and we yeah. act on it. And, you know, that goes to with sharing the gospel. So, it doesn't always have to be someone you don't know you're going up to in the street, right? Yeah. So, again, going back to here I am, God send me. When's your time? And and yeah. you know, I've shared with you just before because we've got a break in the middle of this. So if it sounds a bit bit disjointed, we ran out of uh, recording room. Um, but that sometimes I've been working with people for months. I know I'm a Christian yeah. and stuff, but never really talked about God. Yeah. And then a right time comes up. And yeah. some people there's never a right time. I don't know why, but um. When God's prompting you, of course, you're always giving him a reason for the hope that you have. But you know, th- there seems to be a right time, and it's like, okay, yeah, I need to talk to you. Yeah, um, let's talk about God. All right, great. So, the story yeah, of Philip. Yes. Chapter. What is it? Uh, Acts chapter, Acts chapter, eight, chapter eight. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, read through that. Um, he was listening to God, and and exactly that. Someone's trying to work out who is God. I'm searching for him. Reading yeah. through the prophet Isaiah of all places, and um. Philip's able to explain to him. Yeah. You know, this is he's in the right place at the right time. Because God sent him. He yep. wasn't there. God sent him there. God him sent him there. Yep. Yep. Through yep. an angel and the Holy Spirit. Yep. Yep. Great. Excellent. Good on you, Matty. No, really good. Go and be the answer to someone's prayer. Amen.